Well, but yeah, I guess there's nothing left to say, but goodbye, hey, everybody, and welcome to the sausage <laughs> tray. My name is Justin, and over there is Josh, and further over there is Eric. Uh, I'm assuming I'm pointing the right direction because it looks no, that way no. on my screen. I wasn't. No, nope, okay. we're that over. Was Josh, and over there is Eric. <laughs> All right. We have different orientations going on. Uh, this is the sausage tray where we get together whenever we feel like it and talk about random things. Uh, <laughs> usually we have a plan or a cadence, but you know, we're kind of just throwing that to the wind and going for friendly conversation. Uh, you can see us live now on twitch.tv slash roommates gaming. Uh, you can see these videos when they go up on YouTube, which is going to be shifted to a Wednesday following the live stream that we do. Uh, and I think we're going to, we talked about this, we're still in the works with it, but we're going to change up the schedule a little bit on how often these go up and the, the frequency for this versus hard at play. Uh, however, to, to quell that need and that, that hunger that you have for roommates gaming content in the meantime, you should check out the older videos that we have up on the page. Check out the TikTok that Josh has been working on because those clips are great. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. Of course, follow us on Facebook. Like, comment, share, and subscribe to everything on YouTube and catch our new gameplay videos that go up every Monday. And with all the oh, – oh, yeah. I forgot this last week. We are on – or not last week. Whenever we did one of these before. I can't keep up with it. I need to keep a calendar. Uh, it's every other week podcast. now. Yeah. Uh, bi-weekly somewhat. Our audio podcast goes up on Anchor, which distributes to all your platforms. So you can listen to us in audio format while you're driving down the road, debating whether you want to veer the car off the street and end your life. It's like, I've heard enough of this. Yep, yep, exactly. Especially the the gallon challenge episode. You want to, we'll be happy to be part of your rock bottom. Um, (laughs) I've heard enough of this. I'm dying. (laughs) It's over. I feel like after the gallon challenge, it's less you want to, you want to die and more you want to take as many people out with With you as you can. Like, all right, enough living. <laughs> I can't recommend going back and listening to the gallon challenge unless you have a really, back. really high tolerance for nonsense. <laughs> that was peak the sausage tray. If you want to get an idea of what the sausage tray is supposed to be like, listen or watch the gallon challenge episode and that's just preem, baby. And then just look at how long it was before we did another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> look at that and then see. That's when the hiatus started. <laughs> We're all so, busy trying to figure out the gallon challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, and it's not milk for everyone who thinks. What are we taltalking about today, guys? Uh, we're gonna do what the title says in the Twitch channel thing, and it says Put a title on it. Yeah. <laughs> Gallon Challenge 2, Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. <laughs> this is I the most welcome structure. We're talking about it again. <laughs> not, another, not another D&D. I like it. Okay. So I should have read that before we got started here. We had discussed it earlier, and that's what we're going with. Okay. Yeah, yeah D&D. Talk about D&D and tabletop. Uh, we have played several portions of a campaign at this point since uh, we discussed it last year sometime, right? And... Uh, we, we are having fun. In fact, we have spun off and talked about doing, um, in the current campaign, I'm, I'm DMing. We have talked about Josh running a campaign where I can actually play as a character and everybody else will have different roles as well. 
and uh, another one of our friends DMing a different campaign. So really, we're just getting in way over our heads with how many different <laughs> yeah, stories we're going to be running at once. Yeah, eventually, there may be four games running simultaneously. Yes, I was I was looking through my notes the other day, and I'm like, man, I can't remember the voice that I did for this guy or this guy when <laughs> we were playing the other day, and everybody's going to be like, it doesn't sound right, but there's, it's just it's running together. There, there's uh, only there's only three ways to play D and D. You either have one game that you're completely committed to, you can't commit to anything, and you're super spotty, or you play as many games as you can and hope at least one of them pans out. Yeah, we have what seems to be a little bit of column B and C going on <laughs> at all times. Yeah, like because uh, like the first time we did the campaign. Was that this year? Or was that the end of last year that we first started it? You talk, you're was, talking about the, the ship? Oh, your campaign. Yeah, that was like the end of last that year. That was right? the end of last year. Yeah. So we didn't we didn't get together again until like February. <laughs> no, um, that was that was right after October, November. It was somewhere around. Yeah, there. it had been like November, just yeah. beginning of December. Yeah, but we had a shit ton of fun mm-hmm. playing for just like the four or five hours that we were sitting down that night and of uh, that particular night it was me you guys and jt and we had a blast and uh of, of course we've we've brought in eric's brother aj as part of the same campaign cameron is going to join us uh i'm actually going to go ahead and put this on video so i'm willing it into existence now i'm manifesting it that he's going to join us for our next uh next session of the campaign <laughs> um but saturday saturday <laughs> so uh yeah we're having we're having a lot of fun with it and i it, it we've talked about tabletop before we've we, we've played around with the idea of doing this but the more that i've gotten invested in these three books right here and everything else as far as 5e lore goes i'm like all right i'm 100 percent into this i love the world building pulling pulling all of these things out um so far nothing that you guys have come across in the campaign is something that i've borrowed from somewhere else all of that was organic and stuff that i came up with and that's the part that i'm really enjoying and i know josh you're doing a cyberpunk campaign it's pretty much the same way right yeah like just world building is so much fun <laughs> like mm-hmm. having the having those rules like learning how to live and exist within them it's a lot of fun because i'm a, a masochist and and when uh i was like you know what you know they set up night city and all these corporations and all these established gangs for you and all this stuff and you should just use that and i was like hear me out kiddo i'm gonna make a whole new goddamn world a whole new character <laughs> i'm gonna Fuck Night City. Not that I don't like. I like like Cyberpunk twenty. We're we're playing twenty twenty um, yeah. as well. Um, that is the Cyberpunk we're playing, not Red. But um, we uh, I was not the Red, but whatever. Um, but I was like, I'm just gonna take all of the cool Cyberpunk shit and make my own fucking world because why the fuck not? Because like I'm addicted to like world building and like. I, I fucking made maps i made uh a whole fucking timeline of like the history i've made uh how many gangs that i said i created like 40 something yeah i think it like made like 50 something that's like 48 gangs i think right now it's like at 50 i've added a couple um just because i thought of funny ideas or like uh i thought of something i'm like that'd be hilarious for them to run into um 
uh so i'm gonna make this new gang but like there's like the whole like social construct there's like gang hierarchy like and the fucking because i'm a i like it i like i like the world building because i like you know telling stories and stuff like that and it just comes natural i'm just like yes 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 that's the part that it just it gets me on every creative level where it's like all right, I'm going to make this town. All right, well, the towns are there. I have to fill it with shops and inns and things like that. All right, well, all those have to be worked by somebody. All right, where they work at this place, where do they live? And like, what's their backstory? Where did they come from? X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Before we go any further, you're talking about street gangs. And I want to just uh, recommend this real quick. The Beat Urchins, a street urchin gang of musically inclined individuals. I'm going to throw that your direction and let you do with it what you will. <laughs> Don't encourage him. I am going to encourage the shit out of him. everyone I they think of from now on. Great gangs, man. <laughs> There's a gang of a uh, gang of posers named the Hoffs. They're all got plastic surgery to look like David Hasselhoff. They're and not. They're, they're not to be hassled with. And their slogan is "Don't hassle the Hoffs." And... <laughs> That's wonderful. That's wonderful. We, I know uh, everything that I've done so far. It's it really lends itself to the fact that we know each other so well. So everything I've done so far has been for one of two reasons. The first one is, you you know, we played that first little, uh, our campaign started with what I actually wrote as a one shot for my kids to introduce them to D and D. And you guys did fantastic with it. We had a lot of fun that day. It was, it turned out really well. Um, but I got to learn your characters because that was the first time that I had really discussed them with you and we saw what, what direction that was going. And that was then, like the first time you'd have ever like RP'd with us. Yes. Like anyway, so it's yeah. the first time you got to see us as players in general. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And see which way you were going to perform. See, I know you personally because I've known you all for so long, Eric, the mm-hmm. longest, but it's like I, I got to see where how you were going to be in that scape and in that way. And I learned the quirks of Eric's wonderful little goblin and <laughs> the quirks of Josh's fame hungry act fork. And from that point on, I was like, everything I do in this world, everybody I create, every place I make is going to play into one of their two weird habits. <laughs> so I did things that would distract and enthrall the idea of Eric's Pythag. And I did things that would absolutely outrage <laughs> Josh's what's really, music. What's really funny about that is Pythag is very representative of my like core play style. I really like making a strong, well-put-together character sheet and then completely playing them the exact wrong way they're supposed to be played. <laughs> so good. It works. He's, he's, well. he's a rogue. He's a swashbuckler. I'm supposed to do sneaky things and be the one investigating stuff and finding things for the yep. party. I don't ever do that. He's too stupid to do any of that. There's, like, so there's you throw so things that, like in, in my head, like metagame wise, I'm like, this is something if I was a, if I was playing this character the way I'm supposed to play this character, I would have, I would have caught on to this, this whole, this whole little hook like 30 minutes earlier but unfortunately character's not that smart so so to, to lean into this a little bit and define a little bit more uh eric's eric's goblin rogue pythag basically won't think for himself unless it's about eating and polyhedral items 
So that's about it. Uh, which makes it hilarious because if he has to roll for anything, like he's he's really well statted, he's gonna roll well for like for the most part. But then he has absolutely zero yep. personal uh, initiative, <laughs> not text initiative, to do anything. Yep. Text initiative, I, I am, they do fine. I, I am personal initiative. Yep. The, the the way I wrote the character, he is incapable of metagaming. <laughs> it is really funny. So Josh's uh Josh's character has to basically lead him around, takes care of his finances, tells him what to do. <laughs> and it's funny because Josh's character has that presence of being in the lead and doing exactly what he wants. And by, by extension, having Pythag do what Pythag wants. <laughs> and Pythag's just like, okay, <laughs> just do whatever. To the point where my kids have started doing that shit around the house. And just like, I tell them to do something, they just go, okay. And just meander <laughs> off and do it. I'm so very it's proud. bled into my day-to-day life. I just want I'm, you to know I'm that. Very, <laughs> I'm very proud of my stupid little goblin. That is fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's hilarious. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes uh josh's character also has a uh a huge a huge passion for performing and if there's an opportunity he wants passion. to do it <laughs> so i i started by building a stage and then i built a building around it and populated that <laughs> building and then i built a city around that building and populated that city and filled it with tasks for them to do but it all started with the idea that no matter what I do in this part of the campaign as a, as a DM, no matter which way I go with this, Josh is going to end up at that fucking stage. So let's go <laughs> ahead and just make it a point where he has to be there. Yeah, it's like when you first mentioned, like you were like describing the town and you said there was like a, a center, like a town square with like a fountain. Yeah. Immediately my brain's like, all right, well, I'm going to grab Pythag and we're going to go do our normal routine that we have like in our backstory where I perform and he's like my little grinder monkey that, you know, kind of dances around yep. <laughs> while i play to collect coins and that was my immediate thought and everything after you said that just kind of blurred out and i'm like all right i think that's what he that's what muzak's got to do that's just yeah. what he has to do and i see i knew that part too i'm like all right so eric is going to have to be this little hey give us money hey tip him look how great he's doing kind of guy and i'm like I distract Pythag with food. <laughs> just pull him away that way. And uh, then completely almost might ruin your campaign by distracting me with the opportunity of, I could get this ship that we just sailed here on. Yeah. And like, also when, when like that phrasing kind of got in my brain, I just like wide eyed, I'm like, we're going to go get a ship and that's <laughs> going to be our ship. And I'm going to, Justin's about to not, have anything planned anymore because i'm gonna uh, take Pythag, get on the ship and be like anybody else coming along better my, my dm notes and plan were written as if josh does this then do this if josh doesn't <laughs> do this then do this because i'm like i know i know i know this motherfucker is gonna try to steal this boat <laughs> like i know <laughs> full well so yep. i worked all that in the one thing that i didn't see coming is to be funny I worked in a kill the rats in the dungeon or kill the rats in the cellar uh, part of Classic. part of our last session. And I'm like, all right, so they're going to get to this place and have to do this. And Josh just straight up went, nope. <laughs> no interest in doing that. And just walked the fuck away. 
way. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> JT and AJ went on their own little, you know, <laughs> alphabetic piece of their journey with their two syllable name or their two letter names. Yeah. <laughs> went doing this piece and Josh and Eric, Josh and Eric were like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we don't have any interest in it. Yeah. Unfortunately, Eric's character has no choice <laughs> so yeah. if i say come on pythag we're gonna do this pythag's gonna go okay uh, <laughs> because like backstory reasons i'm the only one that's fully connected to pythag uh me and him are friends and like previously so i'm gonna be the one that he goes and he listens to first um when you know given a command um because of how eric's backstory works um when you know he he likes to he's there to serve he's there to serve so if someone gives him a command he'll do it but you know uh muzak's commands will come first because he's known him the longer he's like, okay yeah. i'll listen to that one first so if i was if my character was like nah that sounds beneath me <laughs> then it's beneath muzak and it's beneath yep. python <laughs> that's hilarious like Unless motivated by food. Unless motivated by food. (laughs) One funny thing, too, that I just didn't think about. I'm like, everybody speaks common. So I don't need to worry about having NPCs understand Goblin if they don't have to. Damn it, I wish I would have thought of that. And now I'm going to be, see, now I've triggered that. Like, I'm going to have people speaking Goblin in the future because they can (laughs) understand shit. (laughs) Yeah, uh, because only uh, Muzak and... uh, Pythag speak goblin yep. so they can communicate with each other without letting people know what they're talking about. Yeah. And also my uh, uh, understanding is much better in goblin. <laughs> he doesn't I'm, understand common as well. So I'm not a, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to have that with everybody. Cause you know, you want to keep things moving and, but uh, it's, it's definitely something we want to consider. One of the big, one of the big things that I've kind of fallen off the bridge with is something that Eric does where you just get in a habit of making people and making characters, not even NPCs, but like playable characters and adventures. I'll wake up, I'll wake up one day and go, I wonder if that would work. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, man, this seems like an interesting combination, even though this skill set, like this race and this class don't necessarily think they would click. I can make it work. Yeah. And you just go off. Sometimes you might have less than desirable stats, but it's going to be a really fun character. Yeah. It, oh man. That's why, (laughs) uh, that's why I messaged for AJ's campaign that he's planning a message the other day. I'm like, all right, so I know I was going to do this, but I'm going to completely throw that out the window. We've already (laughs) got a monk. Uh, Josh is going to be a a, a monk. I can say monk. I'm like, I'm going to throw this out the window because I thought of something and this is going to be so much fun to play alongside Josh and Eric as adventurers <laughs> in this. I'm going for it. And <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Uh, but I've gotten to the point where I'm, I was using that uh, 5e character sheet builder that we all were using. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started using D and D beyond just for the generation and stuff like that. And then I thought, I found myself going in and buying this, spell lists and character packs and everything like that because it would come out of my google balance and i'm like all right well i don't mind doing this and i i may have filled up those character slots pretty quick so i'm like infinite storage isn't that bad i'll just go for it. so i've fallen I, down the rabbit hole with official characters yeah, I, 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 I really i really like D beyond it's just i don't want to have to pay for every little thing especially since i already own most yeah. of the books so the Fun thing is, uh, if you 
if you're a DM and you uh you you pay for that DM level of D and D Beyond, you share all those components that you've unlocked with up to up to twelve people in up to five campaigns. So that's twelve or that's a uh, twelve people per campaign. You right? don't say. Yeah. Huh. So that means it's it's fifty bucks a year, and you and everybody that you share that with get all of those digital materials for character building, which the the D D Beyond character sheets and like the the way that app works, I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 really good. Yeah, it's really really good. Uh, it's like all those spell lists are listed out, all those character sheets and everything are listed out, and those materials uh are shared by everybody on that plan at one time. The only thing that you can't share is the infinite character spaces. Everybody for a free account you get six, yeah. But if you pay for the account, then you get infinite. Uh, which I can boil down most of the characters I want to play to six characters. Yeah. So like, uh, it, man, it's it's looking real, real tempting for like the number of D and D games that I have. Not to mention like the on-screen rolling and everything now, where it just calculates all of your all of your shit into a yeah. single roll on its yeah. own. And the good yeah. thing about the D and D Beyond character sheet is everything is verbatim what the books say. Yep. Where with the app that we all use normally. Some stuff is verbatim, some stuff is summarized, and some stuff is paraphrased. And yeah. if you don't know specifically the thing you're reading, sometimes you might be missing some details. Yeah, so like when you when you select your spells on the Beyond app, right? Like it lays them all out. You're like, I want to use this one. You tap it and it tells you, all right, so this is everything you this is everything that you have. This is how long the spell takes. These are the components that you need to cast it if you're actually gonna do it. So if you're not capable of it it'll tell you right there in the app because mm-hmm. you don't have it in your inventory. Like it's, it's remarkably well constructed and I wouldn't expect anything less than that from <laughs> their own first party yeah. app, to be honest. With <laughs> I was surprised at how well it worked. Uh, so yeah, like I've been, I'll get on there when I'm bored and just start slinging characters together. Just like, I'm going to go with this pattern and this pattern and this pattern to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, I like that. And I like that. So I'll either delete the person and just start all over. And other times I get on Hero Forge and just start putting something together. I'm like, I like the way this looks. I'm going to build a character out of that. <laughs> Go both ways with it. But I'm, I'm having a blast with just creating personalities and worlds and seeing how we play through it. Because you get, you get to a point, and again, I'm a year maybe into actually investing time with tabletops uh, you get to a point where you're thinking not only about the story that you want to do but the stuff outside of those lanes that you just need to have full in case somebody says yeah i don't want to go that way i want to go that way I'm like i'm gonna, I'm gonna see over here so like just after a conversation with Josh, I'm like, okay, I've created like 13 islands and like different <laughs> coastal areas just to fill them in for whenever Josh gets a hold of this boat and decides. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, yeah, it could go the opposite way. You know, you you could be putting little breadcrumbs around and hoping you know the rogue who has probably the best perception of the group. Well, now that we have a cleric, probably not, but at the time, the best perception of the group but he doesn't do any perception rolls because he's a stupid little goblin. Mm-hmm. One of uh, one of the biggest things I found myself trying to reel in is how much I'm giving away when I'm describing 
territories or areas that you're in or things like that. I'm like, I want you guys to find the things that are put out here and I don't want to spoon feed you anything. So at this point alone, you guys have missed out on somewhere in the ballpark, like 700 gold or something like that. And uh, a number of items, none of them magical, uh, but it's just th- things that I've littered around the world in, in different places where if it's there, you find it good deal. If you don't, oh, well, like uh, it's just, but it's still fun. Like I guess I still like having that in my notes and having all those things laying around. And there the are a lot of instances where I have to pull it completely out of my ass. Cause I'm like, I wasn't expecting that response. Let's go this way. <laughs> And the, the cool thing about the uh, the party not finding something that you kind of wanted them to find is if we didn't know it was there, you can just move it. Yep. We all can. <laughs> yep. Or, or I could leave it there for one day if you're just feeling squirrely. Yep. <laughs> we, we, I want to go back to that town we started off. Yeah. Yeah. You remember, you remember that barn we were in like three days ago? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For some reason, my magic fine senses went off. I think I want to go visit it again. I don't know why, guys, but I have a really strange urge to go fishing like (laughs) (laughs) i had zero plan for fishing i just mentioned it offhand three and you guys were like he's he's putting a lot of emphasis on that i'm like please fucking god don't tell me you want to go fishing like one random the other thing you got to worry about is players they'll get something just if you say a word one too many times we're gonna go He's saying that word quite a bit. Is yeah. that important? I was saying it because the town is small and boring and there's nothing to do. And you guys are like, he's putting a lot of emphasis on fishing. I'm like, don't, don't I'll do we that. We might have a fishing mini game yeah. we might need to go do. All these people are talking about how cool fishing is. I'm starting to think there might be something about it. I started scrolling through my notes. I'm like, does this general store have a fucking fishing rod for sale? Do I need to create one? Cost? Exactly. Like, it's... Uh, it's really funny how uh, those like those personalities clash and things like Josh is trying to be standoffish with literally every business owner, except for the one that gave him alcohol in a stage. And even I then, know. even then you started off on a bad foot, but you reeled it back. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. The damn pride getting in your way, but it's the pride. He's a, he's huh? a, he's prideful. He's a barbarian it's... bard orc. He's, it's weird. Yeah, it's man. It's uh, I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun to see the way these things uh, weave together. I would be interested to play, like as an adventurer. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to that because right now it's like I know the way the world is. Right. I know. I know what your options are, and I know how far outside of that I'm going to allow you to go before I go. Nope, nothing happens over there. Like, you know, that's, that's the end of the world. You can't, you can't go that way. Uh, but when, uh, when we get back to the, or we get into somebody else's campaign, I'm really looking forward to being an actual player and being able to make the same decisions and, and go into things blindly. Uh, yep. It's just, I'm it's, really it's, excited to play with you for AJ's campaign. And I'm also really excited to, if we decide to do one of the campaign ideas that I have, dm for you since i've never done that for you before mm-hmm. but I'm, i've I'm, dm'd for like uh everyone like that's part of the core like roommates gaming i've dm'd for everybody except for you 
have DM for Cameron, Eric, Maddie, Cameron, and JT, but I've never DM'd for you. It's going to be so much more special now. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll light some candles. And just... <laughs> Especially depending on which campaign we, like, decide that, yeah, this is the one that we want to go with. Since I have three ideas, two I'm more in, in I, I like more than the third one because the three ideas are um one would be a completely totally brand new fucking world that will change a little bit now because of that weird discussion we had about uh dimension hopping um but um it's would be based on cameron and i's cartoon uh that world so a lot of and it's cool because that world already was inspired by like a bit of like D stuff anyways it was like inspired by DD um like like cartoons like like adventure time and like anime and manga and comics and stuff like that like and D all already like it was already inspired by all those things so like it fits the D mold already um but that one would be very exciting because that one would be very much like i'm gonna have to just ground up everything and it'll be interesting because like each um like play session would kind of be like a one shot because like the first one would be the the primary focus where like the rules of the world are established and the the end of it y'all find the some reason somehow at the end of that campaign or that session you guys will find the magical item that transports you to different dimensions and like it'll cliffhang on you getting transported to a new dimension and not knowing where you're going so the next one will be a one shot where you would play in this new dimension and then leave by the time we're done with the session. So anything you do in there won't really matter or will it? <laughs> and then you'll leave and then come back to the main world. And then probably the next session will be the, the good, the, like the full big world, a session in that, and then go to another dimension, one shot, then big world, one shot, big world, one shot. And I really like the idea of doing that because any like idea I might like, Oh, what if there was like a Western that'd be cool. <laughs> what if Western, a Western RP would be fun. Well, that would be one of the one, one shots. You go to like Westworld for one of them, or you go to a samurai town for another one, or you go to a haunted spooky village for another one, but it would all still take place in one big overarching story, but still get to play in different ones. Um, which just for DM, it sounds like a lot of fun for me because I'll get the world build a lot. <laughs> so you just get to like lay out eight Michael Crichton novels and just toss a <laughs> D8. <laughs> yeah. Whichever one you land on. So we got. See, anybody who knows me will tell you I hate monster of the week slash case of the week TV shows. I can't stand them. But as far as a campaign goes, we're like, I'm playing the same character, but every week it's just going to be something that I'm not used to. And that I, I, I totally don't expect or, or, or know what's coming. I'm 2000% into that. <laughs> it's just like, it's going to keep things moving in such an awesome dynamic way. I'm, I'm just happy to get another character out of my head. Because <laughs> like also, because it wouldn't necessarily always be a monster of the week. It'd be a monster of the week every other week, because I would still want a session where it takes place in the big normal world, not the one shot world. So you'll have to come back and deal with the problems of that real world. Because, you know, obviously there's a B, a, bbeg um running around and like you have the, the device he's looking for um so obviously you're going to be thrown into problems when you come back and like because of the story whenever you come back you'll have to just you know get back to being 
in your real lives where you have actual like things you have to do. Um, so it'll be more like, okay, we're, we need to do this. And randomly the device will go off and y'all get slung to another dimension and then have to do an adventure there and then come back and be like, ah, oh, fuck, we need a, <laughs> we a got Saturday morning cartoon wrap. that I want to happen now. <laughs> we need to like, uh, how long were we gone in this time to that time? Oh, you were gone about a week. Oh, okay, cool. So wherever we were, when we just dimension hopped without any control, a week has gone by and we've gone back to the time. So a lot has happened since we've been gone and we might need to clear up some stuff the, with relations or any other thing we had going on by the Job way the abandonment. Last, <laughs> by the way the last thing i was doing before we jumped was cooking food and my house burned down <laughs> yep <laughs> you're all separate and you're all just uh, since you're all linked to it you're all and wherever you are whatever you were doing when <laughs> when it happened is left behind because you poofed out mid-stroke and all of a sudden <laughs> You show up with everybody else and you're just naked. Uh, <laughs> you show up with everybody else and just like glaze somebody. <laughs> Dick in hand. So first order of business is finding me new armor. <laughs> um, the Did other bring extra pants? <laughs> the, and that one would be more like goofy and like silly and like not as like there would be like a serious like like overarching like theme but like it would still be more fun and just playful and just like something really fun and silly and i kind of like doing that in my dm and like in games that i've ever done like sometimes i like a little serious more like uh this is a serious situation but a lot of times i like to because i fun i like being funny i like laughing and I like seeing my players laugh and go, what the fuck? <laughs> Just have those reactions instead of going, ah, this is serious. You know, we need to make sure if this role doesn't succeed, then like the whole thing's going to fuck up. Like, right. no, this su doesn't succeed. And well, uh, that cool thing that I really wanted to do did not happen. <laughs> or I just said some dumb shit to somebody and, you know, it doesn't like make that much big impact, but it's still fun and enjoyable um, but I do still like like the serious aspects um, that RPing can bring, um, and that's why one of the other ones that I would like to do, like one of the two, the the first one that I said was one of the main ones I want to do, and the second one is a, an idea that I thought of would that would could be a cool concept, and I was like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, I really want to do that because it'd be very serious, and like you still could have fun with it, but like it would be like intense and i would like to do that as a dm like have that intensity for my players and um it's basically you are um you know you all have like a role that you've had together beforehand um and you um so you already all know each other and stuff but you are framed for something that you didn't do but you're still bad guys but you aren't like super bad guys it's more like you guys are part of like some kind of like a uh, bat, like like an assassiny guild or something like that, and a, a guild that does crimes and stuff like that. Like you know, blackmails people, assassins stuff, but nothing like evil. You know, you aren't like killing children or anything like that, or trying to you know take over the world. You are just you know, people hire us to do the things that they don't want to do. So you are on solo level guys. evil. Yeah, you are evil. We're, ba we're <laughs> bad guys. We're just not bad guys. Yeah, you are like antiheroes in a way. Um, but you are framed for doing something way more horrible than you would have done. So you go to this prison, um, but then you escape. So 
you're not going to have much things with you when you escape. And like the whole premise of it is for you guys to get away, but also figure out who framed you during that time while you're trying to escape the person that is hunting you down. And it'll be like, you know, this like, uh, like warden from the prison, you know, and he's hunting you down. So you guys need to move while he's moving. Um, and like, you know, there'll be like a time limit, you know, or timer that he's constantly following you guys as, as you are moving too. So, you know, you can decide, you know, we're not going to take a short rest because, or we're not going to take our long rest because that would make the time closer for him to reach up. So we're going to keep going, put ourselves ahead a couple of days or something like that, then take a long rest. So he, you know, they're probably going to, you know, take steadied rest, but we're not going to choose that. So we can lengthen our time. So we have more time to investigate and, you know, discover stuff that we want to. Um, uh, but yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to. I, actually, the escape one sounds really cool. I'm looking forward to both of them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what AJ has planned. I know he told us one of the, like one of the campaigns that he was looking at, but I'm can't remember. Where, uh, it's a uh, Ghost of Salt Marsh. Yeah, that's, that's right. the campaign that's he's right. gonna run. Yeah. So like uh I haven't looked at it. I've avoided looking at it just for that just for that purpose. I wanna, you know. I mean, you've got a pretty good character, but I would recommend just reading like the summary of it just so you have an idea of what what we might encounter. Cause it's not guaranteed we'll encounter everything that that campaign module has. Yeah. It'll mostly depend on our our choices and the dice rolls, but slash yeah. the DM can slash add slash the DM, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I would recommend just kind of reading the summary and so that way you kind of understand the flavor of the campaign we'll be going in. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. Because AJ yeah, like, has already threatened Eric with a lot of cleric enemies. Because <laughs> yeah. Eric doesn't like clerics and so AJ <laughs> loves clerics, so he wants to throw yeah. clerics at Eric just clerics to piss are, him off. Clerics real, real quick. Real quick. AJ's cleric in my campaign is named Cla Eric. Just to rip on his brother. So it's CL slash or CL apostrophe Eric and Cla Eric. Cla Eric. And it's my favorite bit (laughs) that has been introduced so far. And it was all stemmed off of a joke. (laughs) Just just to disturb me. See, like, that's the things I like. Like, a joke has created this big thing in the story. Um, And uh, I just really enjoy that, like, you don't have to take D and D like super serious. You can have a lot of fun with it. Um, there's like there's no need because we're playing on like a we're playing on like a friendly social level, right? Yeah. There is no need to take that kind of thing super seriously. Yeah. It's not like it's not like we're going into like a adventurers league and yeah messing with messing with people's like professional campaigns and whatnot. Yeah. I've looked at like I've looked at roll twenty a number of times. Or at this point, I've looked at it a number of times. I'm like. I really just want to jump into somebody's campaign, but some of these are paid, and I don't know if I want to pay like a couple bucks to log into somebody's campaign just to be an asshole and wreck it. <laughs> like, it'd be worth the money, but it's just a matter of do I want to do that? But uh, yeah, playing playing with playing with each other has just been miraculously great. It's it is one of the uh, it is one of the downsides, right? Because uh, Josh, you and I are are two of those people that we love creating these worlds, these characters and like all the depth and everything, which directly leads and also 
we lead things. This is how we are. So it pretty much directly leads us into being the DM most of the time to orchestrate and organize these things. So it's a rarity that we would have the the privilege to play as co-adventurers. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I'm, really I'm looking forward to AJ's so much. I'm like, mm-hmm. is this is one of the few opportunities I'm going to get to actually play alongside Josh? Like, I'll be able to play alongside Eric. I'll be able to play alongside JT and whatever character he's using at that point. Like in this campaign, JT is using a uh, dragonborn paladin called Iskra, and uh, he is very proud of himself and his own self-worth and it's pretty great uh but yeah it's it, it's good to actually have a chance to play alongside you <laughs> i can't wait to play with cameron uh i'm interested to see how that'll work out because i don't know how he is with stuff like this um and same really with maddie depends. i really want to play with maddie too uh but I, i've got my own wife to play and uh it's not her it's not her go-to favorite thing to do but she's you know she's gotten involved when when she's played before and it is really funny to watch her <laughs> invest and be the way she is uh yeah i straight up threw a dragon at a <laughs> at a uh the maddie and jt's first time <laughs> ever. did you really yeah not just a dragon an undead, undead dragon. dragon that's great <laughs> it's all right it was a staged fight yeah but like i story reasons but because of story reasons they had to fight a dragon for a little bit um just because i I wanted them to have that like idea in their head because we were playing with somebody um at the time who was a a veteran we were playing pathfinder not D &D. yeah he was a he was a veteran at both D D and pathfinder um so i was like willing to like be a little more ridiculous because he would be there to kind of like explain everything to everybody um and just the way that i built the story they needed to run into this necromancer that actually would have changed their opinion on the whole story that they've been given um and uh because like i made a whole fucking brand new world and you know made a whole world map and there was one whole region of like places like countries and stuff that we made (laughs) that eric and i just sat down and renamed like retail stores to like fantasy names and the whole region was like Tarjay and like <laughs> like Wale uh like Wale Mararte Mar- or something like you know just weird like but we were taking like retail stores and like coming up with a weird fantasy kind of old Macau's yeah just trying to think of weird names and we were like placed them around and <laughs> that's great and even for like pathfinder at the time when we were playing i still don't know if it is a playable playable race but i made a new race in the uh in that campaign too if they wanted to play um just because how i built the world and stuff like that um were, were you playing 2e uh this was pathfinder first edi- first edition yeah it was first past- edition. Mm-hmm. so how because i don't have the first time i ever played tabletop was on pathfinder I don't know. I can't tell you if it was for if it was first edition or, or two e. It was in twenty eighteen or something like that. It was most likely first edition. Yeah. So uh, I thought. I mean, it was it was fun. That was my first introduction, and uh, I had a good time with it. That one single session. It was supposed to be a campaign, but I'm pretty sure I ruined it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. And I really appreciate. Uh, it was my wife's cousin who who, who got me looped into it um but 
and ever since then I had that itch to play something again. And I talked to you guys about it and that's how I stumbled into five E and that's how this ridiculous situation that we're in right now, uh, stemmed off. But, um, <laughs> But yeah, like I wanted to go back and look at the rule set for Pathfinder and see how well it paralleled. I don't, I probably don't want to get too invested in that because I don't think I'm ready yet to diversify that information and say this is 5e and this is 2e for Pathfinder uh, <clears throat> or this is Pathfinder period. I think uh, I'm still too fresh. That, that kind of stuff will bleed together really quick. And uh, I'll be like first episode or first season of Critical Role where they couldn't get their shit straight. <laughs> but I, I, I am interested in looking at it just like we looked at uh i looked at cyberpunk with you guys ultimately the cyberpunk skill trees and character options and all that stuff it didn't really click with me uh especially after playing 2077 uh but i'm glad you guys are having fun with it and i know josh you mentioned the street fighter tabletop before which mm-hmm. i am i still would like amazed to buy do what I'm amazed by that and the fact that I still would like to bust out another I would still like to DM another Street Fighter campaign at some point just because it like it is surprisingly fucking fun like the combat system in that game is just fun as shit like it even has a combo system like in the game like you can create combos and that'll be your combo so once you get those movesets off you have created your combo and it does like a additional like damage and stuff at the end of it if you can consecutively pull off each move turn after turn That's and it's just it's just it gets crazy as fuck we but- uh my wife and i went to a, a comic book store the day before valentine's day uh we were running out the clock until dinner and <laughs> while we were there uh i was looking around and they had like a surprising number of tabletop books for like pop culture franchises and my, i didn't realize this was such a huge thing for thing for honestly for things you wouldn't expect it to be like a harry potter tabletop <laughs> it makes sense you know yeah, what I mean? it makes sense a star trek or a star wars makes absolute sense but <clears throat> then there's so a much whole- so that we when we one time we got really interested in playing a star wars one uh, we've created a lot of games, <laughs> not the greatest mechanic wise, but like we try our hardest. Um, we've made a Star Wars one where we like we're like trying to figure out mechanics so much. So we were like going into like KOTOR and KOTOR 2 and trying to figure out how those mechanics work for their RPG system and base something like basically a pen and paper version of KOTOR. Like we went in and was like, all right, so this is how skills work. And this is how these items work to add up to your defense and attack. All right, cool. Let's just write all these notes down and we'll try it. And we tried it like once and we're like, that was really neat in our head. But it was in our head. Like <laughs> really once we try to get started, it was, we're like, it's a, it's, there's a reason why the computer does all of this. For it's you. a lot of math. The same with like Fallout. We made a completely from the scratch, ground up Fallout RPG where we had like a VAT system and all of the different skills and stuff. And it was more akin to like um like the older Fallout, like one and two, um, like how we set it up. And like we even had a VAT system and stuff like that. And like it was really fun and really intense. Cameron played that one with us, and like it was it was nuts. That one went, went, went a bit better because we based a lot of the rules off of the existing Fallout tabletop rules. Yeah, the GURPS, so that but, was... But we simplified a lot of the really 
weird stuff that they used for the fallout stuff (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's real complicated for no reason at all how about we just make that a very simple calculation that never changes and then we (laughs) there there was a another uh i know we've talked about it before like some in the other dnd podcast we did but we've we made a Gundam one. That one was that one, and that one, that one did. That last. one got out of hand fast. That one, that one got out of hand real fast because we're like, we well, got to have your pilot stats, and you have your Gundam stats, and then we were like, okay, we overwhelmed. Too many layers to that. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of layers. We were like, before we get too much farther, let's reel it back and think, do we really want to play this? <laughs> and then we went, or is it better in our heads? It's better in our heads. Let's if we really want to play a Gundam RP, let's just LARP some Gundam. Let's just go out in the yard and be like, I'm in a Gundam and I'm fighting you. That would work out. May what may it would that would work out a whole lot better than what we were trying to create. What man uh, that's my thought on Star Wars. Like I would I'd be totally down to play one, but I would not be down to create one. Like in yeah. some of the, I want to find a book on this and see these. Yeah, that, there, there are actual up. tabletop rules for for Star Wars. Yeah. But- and I'm I mean, masochist. Yeah, we're masochists. <laughs> all those, all those uh classes and everything that would basically bump up against each other in the Star Wars world. I can only imagine how complicated some of the systems are. But I would love to see like after looking at rules for 5e and everything, I'm like, all oh, this is wonderful, and I want to see more rules. I want to see how other things are built. It's so good. But and- we even played a Pokemon RP. Like we didn't make it up. Someone had created yeah, it. Yeah, someone created it. And it was like really well in depth. Like they had a list of the Pokedex and like all of the stats and stuff like that. And we were like, holy fuck. Like this is they even like introduced like a f- couple of fake 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 in it too that had their own stats and stuff. And we like played it for a little bit and like we we're like This is really this good. This is actually pretty well done. And if we unfortunately there's a lot of management because it's pokemon so you have you're basically in charge of six potential party members yourself right um but it's still actually really fun because if you just like in a pokemon game you can just go uh charizard level 100 defeat these assholes (laughs) kill them (laughs) kill them all (laughs) because like it even had like the stats up uh this the um the the uh, type matchup like into play and like those if you were fighting the pokemon that was weak to this you actually got a damage modifier because you were fighting them and i was like or if you were fighting a pokemon that you had a resistance to and i was like that is just this is such a cool ass mechanic and then props to whoever designed that because it was actually really well done and we had a fun for fun with it for a while that's really cool I, uh, I'm, I'm really into this whole thing. Like, uh, it's, which is really surprising. It's not something I would have expected myself to say, uh, five years ago or 10 years ago. Cause it just, it didn't seem to click with me. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's honestly because I never actually gave it the chance to sit down and look at what those, what those worlds could be like, what that creative aspect could be. And then, uh, like it took, it took talking to you guys and, Except playing with my wife's cousin, and uh, honestly, many episodes of Critical Role for me to get appreciative of of that feeling, and it really is like a, you know, you you, you read a book that story is being given to you, you you watch a movie that story is being given to you, you play a video game, you got to earn that story, and you play a tabletop, and it's like not only are you earning this story. 
but you're shaping it. Even if you're not the DM, like you're shaping it. And the DM who has this overarching plan in mind, and this is, this is really like my final thought, if you will, like uh, the DM who has this overarching plan in mind, I'm, I'm delivering this to you. This is something that I made to deliver to you. And uh, it, it's enjoyable watching you guys find all these details, uh, like discover this world, go through this story, come across X, Y, and Z. But watching everybody be surprised in unison and figure things out in unison and working together and trying to say, well, this, like, let's do this. So how about doing this? Like maybe this is a better idea or the conversations and the cooperation and everything. That's the really awesome thing about it because it's a group of people. It's like watching a movie with your friends. You know what I mean? And you all see this thing coming at the same time. Like, Whoa, that's cool. I wasn't expecting that. Or, you know, this, like, let's figure this out or, you know, don't, don't take your clothes off and run outside when there's a serial killer outside. It's all those things that you would say to your peers while it's going on. And I'm looking forward to being on the opposite side of that, where I'm on the receiving shocked end and not the delivery end. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I cannot wait for not only AJ's campaign, but for, for yours as well. And uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this bug to bite more people so that I can inspire <laughs> more people to play and uh, like, Hey, yeah, you know, potentially look, write your own campaign or look at this and like try to host one yourself. Cause it's a lot yeah. of fun. I, w- I would actually love to play uh, a, a five E campaign with a bunch of people because mm-hmm. the more people are in there, the less, the less encouraged I am to play a straightforward character. <laughs> I honestly I mean, I get to play the weird ones where I'm like, I'll never get to play this because in a small party, I'm just going to be a hindrance to everybody. But in a bigger party, I can play that niche character really, really good. <laughs> I really want like six to eight people for a real campaign. Like, I think that's that's a good number. Like to run. Yeah, if we, if a, we play a campaign with six to eight players, I'm I'm gonna come in with something even weirder than Pythag. <laughs> that'd be wonderful. That would be absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And that's what that's what I would want. That's why I'm like, man, maybe it wouldn't be such a bad idea to get somebody to or like to find somebody that would be a DM for that. So that we could all be co-players, right? Unless it's a unless it's a party full of relatively new players, and then I might do what I'm going to be doing in, in AJ's campaign, and I'm I'm going with a much more straightforward character that's very easy for me to play, so that there is at least at least one person who can you know stand up and just fight things while right. everyone else is doing the really fun, flashy stuff with their characters because <laughs> they're not really sure what they really wanted right. and whatnot, right? Yeah, like uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the direction that I ended up going, um, and it's really the the more focus that I put on character building, the more I started learning, uh, learning those builds and move sets and stuff like that. What would work, or what I think would work, what I don't think would work, and uh, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that one for what I landed on, but um, I would love to have like a firm game where we could all be co-adventurers together at that point, it would just be finding somebody that would DM it. You know what I mean? Like that could DM it. <laughs> I guess <laughs> is another way to say that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I really would like, like, I, I know you don't you, like the game kind of the 2077 kind of turned you off on cyberpunk, but I kind of really wish you were in our campaign because each time we have a session, it ends with everyone just going, 
all right awesome that was something that was something that was cool like either like oh fuck you can't wait till next time because whatever we're getting into is about to be fucking stupid i'm 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 not kidding every single we've had like what two or three sessions now three now three we've had three every single one when the session ends i go survive one more day Um, cause like how I'm doing this one is different than I've ever really DM'd any other one. I'm literally letting, I created a world for them and I said, all right, go have fun, have fun. And like, I've given, I'm giving them, you know, obviously a job, you know, a main job to do, but like, for the most part, I'm just like, what do you want? You guys can do what you want to next. Like this, the, the next time we get together and play, um, they'll be starting their heist. Um, and I set up a plan for them to, in my head, I was like, they're going to have potentially unlimited possibilities, but I'm going to give them two. I'm hoping that they create a third one because in my mind, I have created the third one. And that's the one that I really want them to go with, but I'm not going to tell them that one. Right. But I gave them two plans. Um, uh, like how everything, the job set up uh, was like, you can uh, you can go in a little more like Bond style where you all like dress up and, um, you know, try to get in, get entrance to it. But you'll all have to like dress down. You'll have to get rid of some of your guns and stuff that you can't you wouldn't be able to carry in because of security and stuff like that. You'll have to go in. At which point I was looking at my character sheet and went, hmm, <laughs> I don't I have all my guns. I don't have anything that could be considered a holdout weapon. So where <laughs> um, I was like, you can go in as uh, like help, like the roadies and stuff like that, because they have three NPCs that are part of their big party of six. Um, and I play the other three NPCs um, and um, but they all have a job. Uh, I gave them a med tech because I envisioned them having a med tech because you were interested. I was supposed in to be the med tech. You were supposed to be the med tech. Like right back here. Yeah. And so, I, so I gave them a med tech because I'm like, well, just I had already planned on a med tech being part of their party. So I'm going to give them a med tech. Um, and I gave them a, a net runner. Um, and then like the key opponent who's not going to be part of their party for the whole time um, is a rocker boy. But he's like the catalyst of the whole job. Um, but he is, you know, there to um, it's you know, uh, a big soiree and he's actually playing cause it's like a big benefit thing. And that says like record company, but they're there to steal something from that building while they're there. And he's obviously the, the skies they're going to go in with him as there's as guests through the front door or with him as guests, because they're part of his crew. Now they're either roadies or mu- musicians in his band. Um, so those are the two plans that I laid out for him. I'm like, this is what your fixer has brought to you. These are the things that you can choose to do. And I was like, now you guys need to discuss. The other three NPCs aren't going to say anything. It's just up to you guys to actually decide. And so they started like going over, like, I seriously think they talked for like a good 45 minutes discussing what to plan. And what they landed on was what I wanted which was the third option in my head that they do both plans at the same time. So some of they're splitting the party. Some of them are going to go in disguise um, in the band aspect. So one of them is going to go with a play in the band. Two of them are going to be roadies. Then the other ones are going to go as guests. You know, one's going to be a bodyguard. One's going to be the date. And the other one, well, is the rocker boy. So he's the key catalyst person. So they on their own were like, what if we kind of like 
combine things and aspects of each plan and kind of do our own thing. Which I think was sparked by me going, well, I'm going to need literally uh, to smuggle in my gear because there's no way I'm walking in the front door with anything I have on me. Because they would like go out <laughs> of character and be like, man, the bond plan sounds so much fun though. <laughs> like we won't have any gear, but the bond plan sounds so much cool. Yeah. Like that one sounds so cool. That was on so that one sounds so much cooler. The the way the way I've set up my character and the way he described how the security will work, I went, so so I have I have a pistol, I have a sword, and I have two cybernetic arms. I only have one cybernetic arm but i have like a quick change and i can swap my arms none of the stuff i carry would go through the front door <laughs> so it's like unfortunately i couldn't even if i wanted to be yep i couldn't go through the front door i wouldn't be able to go through the, I, unless i went as a bodyguard i wouldn't be able to come through the front door with even my cybernetic arms because they wouldn't pass the security check <laughs> and so they just on their own just kind of like develop their own little plan i'm like yes as the as the like the referee i'm like yes yes do that excellent <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was like i was like well I, it, i'm at least gonna have to go as a roadie or something to smuggle my own gear in if you guys would like to smuggle our gear in with the band equipment because <laughs> like that's what i wanted out of this one because normally i kind of like anything that i've done i've kind of like this is a story that you will be following for this one i really i wanted to be like i mean if they wanted a to do whatever they wanted to they can do it and that's why i really like cyberpunk's like background story part of the character creation because that gives the referee a bunch of characters to throw at them later that so if they do decide let's go off and do something else i can be like well it would make sense for this character to be around that area so here's a character from one of your backstories and now y'all got about a whole new thing that you can be entangled in it was and so in depth because like i said <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> excuse me again like i said i made the character so yeah. i made like the five or seven or nine like other characters that are in my backstory that are just part of this person's history like it is so in depth especially when you start going for those dice rolls like man those added up quick <laughs> and in my mind i was like i want to be like 50 and then like i looked at how the character sheet with creation was going like nope no i don't <laughs> like, there's, like, there's so many years for variables <laughs> since you got to roll for every year and, and at that those point dice rolls will not be nice to you no they are not it's like Ask it's, aj they were not nice to him he's got so many enemies that i can't wait to throw at him i was like yep. it's like every year after is it every year after 16 yeah. is yeah. you have to roll for so i think i was like I think I was like 28 or 28, right? Two of those years, nothing happened. <laughs> Two. Two of them. The rest yep. should happen. The rest <laughs> should happen. So there are 10 solid years of like, you fell in with this bad crowd yep. and then this dude betrayed you and then you hooked up with yeah. this chick. And a like, AJ, AJ has like a whole ass campaign for a backstory. Yeah, yeah. it is great because like there's going to be a point where we're going to be like, all right, now that this big job's done, y'all are going to join AJ on his quest <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. he's literally got an entire nation that can come after him. I have, so I had a business coming after me because I betrayed my business partner because he got too invested into my personal life. And I had like, I was in a relationship with this one, uh, with this one chick who I was working with and doing like doing a job with. And she, uh, 
she it's like she left randomly to kill this other chick from my past who I hadn't talked to since I was doing a different job like when I was like 18 after uh after I escaped prison when I was wrongfully framed for something that happened to my mom and my dad got arrested and I had to flee and dude, yeah. it is wild just how much shit happens with yeah, those dice rolls. Compared, compared to that and the other two characters, my character had a relatively quiet life. <laughs> it's pretty normal life. <laughs> like, like, like uh, his, his whole catalyst for being who he is, is pretty gnarly, but as far as like events that Josh can throw at me, it's kind of an in, there's an inconvenience and there's an opportunity for character growth. That's kind of really it. <laughs> Man, I was like, I was sitting down with like a glass of whiskey and a book, like, or like a book <laughs> and a notebook. And like, I, I know, like, I thought I fucked up somewhere because I'm like, way too much, way too much <laughs> is happening to me just based off dice rolls. This can't all be right. And like, I reread line after line after line. I'm like, no, I did every step of this exactly as the text says. And yeah. I've created a world on my own. I hope Josh has room for all this. Yep. Yeah, I do. Cause like, how I started the campaign too isn't like you'll all meet in a tavern. I, I started with everybody individually doing their own thing in their own life and then they join uh they get a job for a fixer to be part of this big group which is then the tavern part but it's not like everybody starts in the tavern everybody got to experience their character with the people that they know and the world like and like they got to start in a little world that i created a, just for them then they got to move part of the big campaign and i think that works out really well because like all three of them are now involved and three separate big things that kind of overlap each other in certain different aspects. And I can't wait for all of those to just where we're, I'm ready to start popping things off. Cause AJ, right. His character right now is dealing with the potential death of one of his uh, riders and the nomad clan that he's part of. And that'll be a big deal because one of those riders is really high up in the, in the like hierarchy of his clan. Um, but like his position, he gets to like meet, move freely back and forth to, to do how he sees fit. Um, so he's got that powder keg ready to explode. But one of the people that T knows used to be part of the rival, used to be part of the uh, the rival uh, nomad clan that attacked his clan. So at some point, T knows somebody that is, has affiliation with the people that have potentially killed one of AJ's family, then T is currently in the middle of a war, of a gang war. He is living in one area that he does jobs for, and he's got like this little private detective agency thing there, and he's working for like part of the gang because they uh, they give him stuff, and they're more of a like a family-type gang than they are of like bad people. They're called the Black Spiders, and they're like a Russian mafia-type thing, but they do more like net running stuff um, and like uh, gun running stuff. They're not like, you know, out in the streets going, ha give me all your money or we sell drugs stuff. Protection money. Um, but, you know, they're more like we protect our neighborhood, fuck everyone else. But there's another uh, gang in his uh, district that he lives um, called the Crimson Horde. And they're just like evil they are bad and they're tr slowly spreading through the, the burrow that they're in. Um, but 
in T's backstory, he has a favor from a booster ganger. And that favor is from someone in the Crimson Horde. And so the people he lives with and the people that are at war with them, they don't like each other. T's caught up in the middle of it because he knows someone in the Crimson Horde, but lives with the Black Spiders. So they're like, uh, infiltrate them. <clears throat> or else and he's like i guess so and then like the crimson horde's like hey you live in black spider territory you could totally get us access to that so you should totally do that so he's all he's just waiting for a foot to drop and him die in the street bloody it's really (laughs) cool like to to let everybody else be a part of some or to see other players backstories unfold because a lot of times the way it works with 5e uh at least, you know, if you go in face value, the tavern start, right? You learn it as you play, but to mm. see it, to see it before the story kicks off, that's a really cool thing. That's that's really cool. Yeah, because like all done. All of the character all of the players know it, but their characters don't. Right. So they just have to live with that information going, man. <laughs> the so irony is heavy. AJ's here, got a tough <laughs> where he just got out from is a tough situation, but my character has no idea. So I have to play it just yep. like that. So <laughs> yep. I'm clueless yep. here. My, my character is basically just hanging around with these characters that could potentially tear the city apart <laughs> with the wrong with the wrong action. And I'm just like, man, it's really cool to have a crew and do some jobs and get paid. This yep, is great. Just seeing how those conversations go because one <laughs> one wrong word to turn everything around. Yeah, the last thing that they did was try to steal a a small arm a small like yo, low yield nuke from a group of clowns called the crazy clowns and they're all clown themed but like like uh, like icp joke but there was already a bozos in uh cyberpunk before icp was even a thing yeah but i wanted to make them more icp and <laughs> just because to make fun of them um because I don't, like, around. I don't really like clowns anyways but like the whole thing was they had two low wield low wielding nukes they used one before they had a second one, but they lost it. They don't know where it's at. They know it's somewhere in their territory, but they don't know where it's at because they're stupid. And it turns out it was on one of the rides and the uh, like amusement mile area. Cause it's based on New York. Um, uh, my city is. So it's like the Coney Island area of uh, what would be Coney Island is that area. That's where the clowns are. So the roller coaster that's in that amusement park, it's on it. Just and the roller coaster's just always been going with it on it. And the so when they finally get up to that point where they're trying to like, all right, we're gonna steal the nuke back from them because a fixer was like, hey, uh, they wanted to take some jobs in between. They had a two week period to do whatever they wanted to before the job act, the big job actually started, and. I had planned they could do whatever they wanted to, but I was really hoping they would have enough time to do this job. And it turned out, luckily, they all were able to do whatever they wanted to. And they're like, oh, yeah, we've got like a couple of days. And I'm like, that's a couple of days you can do this mission. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Because you guys are going to have so much fun trying to steal this fucking nuke from a bunch of clowns. And it went perfectly. Like the way everything went just went swimmingly. They just... It was great. Eric threw uh, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. Like I really wish we were like live streaming 
our like cyberpunk sessions because it gets out of hand sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there this. was one of my there. He he was about to mention it. I'm pretty sure there was one of my turns. I think I probably spent like 20 minutes <laughs> trying to decide if the dice were going to be in my favor or not because uh, I was standing next to a ticking bomb and uh, well, basically suicide clown. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and I was basically like, okay, well, I could pick this up and attempt to throw it at the boss that just walked out of the fun house. But at the same time, will the dice allow me to do that? <laughs> Roll a one. You, you drop it. <laughs> so, so I spent like 30, uh, well, I spent, I spent probably close to 20 minutes going, I know I should just make a decision and do it, but I'm really afraid I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> And then he did it, and it was beautiful, and he fucking blew up the boss. Well, I blew it up was lieutenant. the lieutenant of the boss. Yeah. He just he threw that grenade and almost fucking killed him with that grenade hit. And then um, one their their um, uh, the the med tech that's on their team finished him off <laughs> just with the next blow because he's just like uh, you're almost dead. So bap, <laughs> and then T fucking blew the head off of the main bad guy in like one round because <laughs> he's like all right i'm gonna aim for his head that hits because i'm in close range i'm like all right ro roll your damage <laughs> he's got a helmet so it's gonna depend on what you've got all right how does 48 he's damage like, how does 48 sound? damage sound i'm like there's no helmet that could stop that <laughs> so he's dead you just blew his fucking brains out of his head <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how those like those little moments those little victories just mean so much yeah, but it's like I, yeah i i really i really think i really think if you actually like sat down and and played it you'd really like the tabletop version yeah I'm, like i mean i'm i'm down to give it a shot like i said i think i was uh i was a little just wait bit for overwhelmed us to kill off and, our med tech yeah <laughs> our, our, our med tech npc we'll, we'll kill him off real quick and yeah they really like him <laughs> Sure we do. Well, don't kill him off. Hospitalize him. You know what I mean? Like long term care kind of thing. He's gonna then, come back to fuck with you. Exactly. He'll, he'll, he'll be dumpster. my dirty shadow. You stole my job and my life, you, bastard. you son of a bitch. <laughs> exactly. It's a whole other backstory. But I yeah, think they have yeah, a net I mean, runner. Her name is Harper, and she only rolls well for specific situations. And it's mainly no, she. She roll. She only rolls well for general situations. General situation. Yeah. She when we ask her to do anything specific, specific she, she always cannot fails. do anything. It's great. And like she always enters stealth. Like, and I don't know how. Like anytime Gone. I do like a roll for her to go stealth to kind of like get around to find an access point so she can upload and get into the net. I always roll like a nine or a ten. And I'm like, I don't know how. I don't know how the fuck this happens. She just turns like, into right, mist and disappears. Right, I'm gonna roll a stealth for her to see if she can, you know, sneak away. And uh, yep, she's. I'm not. Oh, even do you play with a D10? Yeah, you roll yeah. a D10. D10. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not even gonna add that up. That's a ten, and you get to roll again. And one time she did. I rolled a ten. And I was like, I'm just gonna see. And I rolled another ten. And I'm like, um, y'all don't know where she ever. She she may have never existed. <laughs> <laughs> and there was another time there was just a small random encounter because i throw the uh, random encounters at them a lot um just to like make them feel like this world is alive because you know they're living with gangs constantly fighting each other but they had someone attempted to pickpocket them he failed miserably like so bad he just like fell over his own fucking feet and, and then i tased the, the shit out of him and um 
No, not that one. Oh, okay. That one, that one got away with your money. Oh, no, that's right. This yeah. is the one. Uh, yeah. And then, so they were all like, what should we do? Because they all, like, in character laughed at him because he would, like, fell that bad. And they were like, so what do we do? And I just made a little roll over here and went, okay. Because um, I do that a lot as a DM. I do. So when they ask or say something, like, I just go, okay. <laughs> or, all right. Like, all right. I th- those uh, should be this much mon- amount of damage. Okay. They're like, what the fuck do you mean? Okay. <laughs> um, uh, just to like, you know, try not to give them too much information off of my, like off of my reactions. Right. Because sometimes I can't help it if they roll a certain amount. Like they were the, the beginning part, they had to go find the rocker boy. And he was in one of three locations. And in my head, I'd always said him, he was still in his house. But when they got there, they wouldn't be able to actually get into his house or find him at his house. They would have to wait and find him at the show. That's how, like, in my brain, I'm like, that's how it'll probably go out. But T rolled a fucking 46 to decide, like, perception around the house. And I was like, there's no way, I, there's not a way that you couldn't hear him with that kind of roll. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so they immediately found him. And then that, that day they went to go look for him was the same day they got the task, but they had two days to go do it. They were like, the fixer was like, you've got two days. So, you know, you can do whatever you want, but you have two days to you know, bring him back on the third. And so they immediately went out and looked for him. And I was like, okay, that's fine. No, y'all can do whatever y'all want. Y'all have two extra days. If you do that in my head. And I was like, they got to the house. I'm like, yeah, now they're going to have to little, do a little fight because of some shit that happened earlier. And then they continued searching his house and T fucking rolled a 46 on perception to see if he could hear anything, you know, uh, or awareness or notice to see if he could hear or see anything in the house. And I was like, there's no way with a high enough check. Like, like the check that I set in my head was like 28. Mm-hmm. He blew that out of the goddamn water. <laughs> he knows he's in that house. So yeah. they're going to break in that house and go on it. And, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, Harper, I wrote a little thing to see what Harper do in that situation. And it was the act, exact opposite of what they would think Harper would do. She um, fried his brain. She uploaded, to, she connected to him and I rolled for damage and she criticaled. <laughs> she rolled, she criticaled for to roll to see to hit. And I rolled a 10. I was like, Roll another 10. That's another fucking 10. What the goddamn fuck? <laughs> She's hitting the some bitch and he's gonna be fried. So that's how she rolled it. So in their in their head, this guy tried to pickpocket her, fell on the ground. They're like laughing at him, like, what are we gonna do with this idiot? So we just keep going because we got better things to do. They just see Harper pull out her little uh um link for her cyber deck connected to this dude's head he fucking fries puts it away and she just walks off to continue back onto the metro <laughs> to continue on with their day and we never talked about it <laughs> and in the cart they were all like should should we talk about that <laughs> <laughs> nope it's just great little moments like that like you can do that besides in cyberpunk but i just i'm glad that my can my cyberpunk campaign has been able to add a bunch of weird little moments like that yeah. where they're just like like so much so that the night that we all got to play with you and AJ was playing with us, they asked you to roll a D10 to see how attractive the, <laughs> yeah. 
the people were because they started the, doing that. In that's my the campaign. new thing. We got to roll a D10 for how yeah, they started doing that in my campaign. They're like, roll a D10 to see how attractive they are. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm putting this out into the void now. We're, we're doing that yeah, from now on. Yeah, yeah this, this is, is the, the thing, thing that now. happens. We roll D10 to a, to decide attractiveness of NPCs if their attractiveness matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too anyone. <laughs> but yeah, like, just some dumb shit like that. So to the point where it bled into your game, they were like, Roll a D10 to see how attractive she is. And that's what like it is, right? Those, like, those no, little moments that stack up. That's what that's what makes it all so much fun, no matter what, mm-hmm. what game you're playing. And uh, it, again, you know, we've shared we've shared inside jokes. We've shared like those little moments th- throughout all of our friendships for everything. But to have those in these contextual story p- p- bits mm-hmm. is just so great. Like it's really, really fun. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm really digging. It. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give Cyberpunk a chance. Uh, be cool. I really I think we the, should, we should we'll just, uh, stream. We'll just hospitalize Xander. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. It'd be fun. Yeah, I'm down for it. We definitely should look into, and I know we've talked about it before. We definitely should look into streaming something, yeah. uh, as far as a, a tabletop goes. Either doing it remotely, or if we could figure out, you know, same location, whatever. Uh, but I think it, I think it'd be a lot of fun to go that route. Uh, but yeah, guys, to to wrap everything up, we've had a great conversation tonight. Yeah, a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing you, gentlemen. I'm gonna start bugging Cameron here in a few minutes. Look forward <laughs> to seeing you, gentlemen, for uh, another night of of tabletop fun. Uh, and yeah, like uh, whenever. We'll figure it out. I'll, I'll make it to a cyberpunk campaign, whatever you guys do. Even if you just want to like join in for like one session just to see how it feels with you. Yeah. yeah. I, I can go with NPC assignment or something like that. Instead of you rolling for an NPC, I could I could roll as an NPC, like uh just assign me something. That's fine too. Um uh, just to see test the waters and go from there. Um I just refamiliarize myself with the material because I've I've got that book like right the fuck there. So <laughs> like uh I printed out, printed out like the first like four chapters of it or something like that, and the rest of it I have digitally on my phone so I can read it. But uh, all right, guys. Um, with all that being said, we do appreciate everybody joining us for our yapping about tabletop <laughs> games and how much fun we have with this role playing goodness, and also you know just. I don't know. The great escapism that it provides during quarantine has been really fantastic. Uh, Hopefully, you know, we can share some of these moments with you in the future and maybe we can figure something out. Reach out to us if you want to, if you want to play do a remote thing online, I'm spitballing here. I don't know how the fuck that would work, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure Uh, it out. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll make it work by the the bug. So we want to play as much as we can. (laughs) Exactly. We'll just, we'll pull out one shots left and right. We'll give you a character sheet if you want, but it's it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm always happy to get another character out of my head. Yeah. (laughs) Eric has enough characters for all of our viewer base to have to, uh, so not far off. Yeah. <laughs> all right guys um i think what our plan is for everybody uh this episode will be going live on a wednesday next week and we will be i think we're going to start trying to stream every other thursday rotating the sausage tray and hard at play so in two weeks join us back here roughly eight or nine o'clock we'll let you know uh and we'll do uh hard at play we'll talk about our video game fun 
And uh, of course, that'll go the following Wednesday from that. And then we'll just start rotating these out. It'll be like a monthly thing for us. Yeah. So, so if you weren't able to watch live, the sausage tray this week, next week, you can watch it up on YouTube or the audio version on Wednesday, but there won't be a podcast that Thursday. But the next Thursday, there will be a live yep. podcast. And then if you didn't see it live, you can listen to it or watch it the yep. following Wednesday. So yep. one week live, think, next week published. One week live, next week published. Uh, I think it works best for like everybody's situation right now. Yeah, it, it really and, does. But also moving to a live format for anybody listening or watching this later allows you to be part of our conversation. If you jump in and throw some things in chat, watching us on Twitch, we'll respond directly to you as soon as we see it. Uh, you can throw us topics live while we're talking. Give us your thoughts on what we're talking about with video games. Unless you try to say Ghost of Tsushima is not good, then we're just going to say you're wrong and ignore your comment. Um, but yeah, this is a, we look forward to the, the way we're going to float this format for a while. And we appreciate you guys listening in to us in any format that you receive us in. So thank you again. My name was Justin, Josh, and Eric. I'm pointing the wrong way again. Yep. yep. Josh and Eric. <laughs> thank you for joining us for the sauce tray. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. That's the wrong bye. Bye. There you go. <laughs>